Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of the Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. The Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. Beginning with this episode, we'll start a series of lessons from the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. This episode will begin with Joshua chapter 1. If you have a Bible with you, follow along as I read. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised Moses, from the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, prepare your provisions, uh, for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan to go in and take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But all the men of valor among you shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you. And they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it. The land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. And they answered Joshua, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandment and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and and courageous. 
The book of Joshua tells the story of God's people learning to claim his promises. Throughout the story, God gives guidance and direction as well as blessing to those who have faith in him. By applying the principles found in Joshua, we can gain direction for our lives. At the same time, we can come to see the blessings possible when we claim God's promises for us. As we start this first chapter, there are several uh, interesting things uh, in here, uh, starting in verse 4. And, uh, we're told that uh, the Israelites had been uh, promised a land that that was vast. And we know from reading the rest of the story that Israel didn't claim everything that had been promised them. And because of that, they never completely enjoyed the victorious life that God had in store for them. In verse 7, God let Joshua know that the terms uh, of these promises were contingent upon their obedience. This wasn't to say that they had to earn them through their obedience, but but the blessings came as a result of the obedience. They came through the obedience. Their experiences with God provided blessings and, and enabled them to claim their inheritance. God had given them direction about how they should go about this so that they could be successful. Doing it God's way guaranteed their success. Verse 8 also seems to, to let us know that uh, a proper state of mind is one that uh, reflects a constant reliance on God's word. And he tells Joshua that he needs to meditate on these things. They need to uh, drive his decision making and they need to be ever present uh, in his thoughts. A proper state of mind for us reflects a constant reliance on that word of God. But then we get to the end of uh, the section, and verse 17 is interesting to me because if I'm Joshua, I'm scared. Here are a group of people that says, we're going to follow you exactly the way we followed Moses. And if you've read any of the story of Moses, you know that the people uh, not only uh, often disobeyed him, but even at times tried to revolt against him. So uh, Joshua is in in an uneasy place. But What we see as this chapter unfolds is a familiar refrain. You heard God say it three times. You heard the people of Israel say it to Joshua once, be strong and courageous, right? There is an inheritance coming. There's an inheritance to be claimed. God tells Joshua that he will bring about the claiming of that inheritance. But in order to do it, there must be strength and courage. Before we get into developing that strength and courage, let's say a little bit about the inheritance. Uh, We need to realize that whatever God wants to give us, we must be willing to take. And God has offered to us uh, over and over things that uh, will make our life rich and full, but we don't always take them. Uh, Many still don't possess what they have a right to possess. Uh, God has made promise after promise in Scripture, some of them for here and now, some of them for future, but all of them for our betterment, and and many of us are not claiming those things. We need to know that we can have them. If God promised it, we can have it. But we also need to realize that possessing our full inheritance will involve battle. 
Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10, says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. God has told us all that he'll give us. He's promised us things like the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. Uh, You know, the list goes on. There's faithfulness. There's self-control. All of these things are a part of, of what we're promised in our life. If we don't have those in our life, it's because we're not claiming them according to God's direction. God has promised us an eternity with him. But some of us will miss out on that because we've not allowed him to prepare us for that. And we could go on and on with the different promises that God gives us. When we don't claim them and we're not willing to fight these spiritual battles, we miss out on something very significant. The battle is not because God can't win it on his own. It's because he's molding us and shaping us through those battles to be able to handle what he gives us. Right. And to just be given something, uh, it's not always meaningful to us. If God just waved a magic wand and made everything good all the time, there's a lot of character building that we would miss out on. So God says, prepare for battle. First of all, we need to know that about our inheritance and to claim it just like Joshua. We have to be strong and courageous. The problem is uh, very often, even in our churches, we offer these kinds of platitudes. You need to be strong and courageous, but we don't often uh, remind people or equip people to be able to develop that strength and courage. First of all, we have to acknowledge that people and situations can work to diminish our strength and courage. Uh, just look at the circumstances in which we find ourselves now in our society. There are a lot of people that feel quite exhausted uh, by uh, the heavy weight of all that's going on in our society, whether it's the pandemic or the racial tension or uh, the, the protest or the looting or the violence uh, done on uh, black men in our country. There is a lot going on, and it's weighing heavily on the people who are experiencing it. We need to realize that those things affect strength and courage. But we need to be reminded how those things are re-energized and redeveloped, uh, how they are built in us. And first of all, we need to remember that we uh, must take courage and find our strength in the reliance of God's promises. If God has said it, it's going to happen. The problem is not all of us believe that completely, right? Uh, When God says that he is going to bring peace to us, we look around and see the turmoil and wonder how that can be. When God says that eternity is going to be better than this life, we're not always sure, so we work hard to hang on here. Over and over again, God tells us things, promises us things that we don't fully believe, and it affects the way we react to him and the way that we react to the people in the world around us. We're going to find the strength and courage necessary 
to claim our inheritance by relying absolutely on his promises. That means that we're also going to develop the strength and courage through the guidance of his word. We, we've got to listen to him. If we want the best of our life, we have to trust that God is going to provide that. I can only imagine if my uh, Subaru broke down and, and I wanted to troubleshoot it and I was uh, wanting to fix my car so that it would run and, and I went home and I got the owner's manual to my toaster. I probably wouldn't be able to find what I need in there to, uh, to fix my car. In our lives, when things are broken, or we're wanting to do preventative maintenance so things don't get broken, we have to go to the owner's manual, right? If God made us and our lives and he knows why he built us and what he built us for, he knows the best ways to maintain us and keep us running smoothly. We've got to turn to God and rely on His guide, the guidance of his word if we want to be successful in claiming the promises that he's made to us. He knows better than we do how to claim those things. I think very often we're guilty of going, oh, I would love to be more patient. And then we go off and try to develop patience on our own. Or worse, we excuse it as, well, that's just the way God made me. Well, God made us better than that and equipped us to be better than that and wants to give us his spirit to make us better than that. But we have to go about it on his terms. And again, we can go over and over uh, different sins we find in our lives or different attitudes that need to be corrected. And we want to dismiss those things as, as not being important, not being significant to God. But God says there's a way to go about things. We should be listening to him if we want to experience the rich, full life that Jesus came to give. We have to accept it on God's terms. We can't identify the blessing and then go off and try to do it on our own and just ask for God's blessing for that. We rely on his guidance from his word. And then thirdly, if we're going to develop this strength and courage, we've got to rely on the assurance of his presence. He told his people he would be with them. He told Joshua he would be with them. He tells us he will be with us. And so we should pay very close attention to him and his direction. We should rely on his protection. But I think a lot of us are afraid God might not really be there. We're scared that if we go out into one of these battles, we have to win it ourselves and come back and show God that we were victorious. But God has promised to be there with us through every battle. He's there. He's going to make those things happen that he said would happen if we rely on him. And so we look to the assurance of his presence. We become more and more aware that he's actually there. We have experience with him so we can grow in our trust of him so that when we do find ourselves in these battles, we know he has our back. Yes, we need to be strong and courageous, but we won't develop that strength and courage without a reliance on God's promises, without the guidance of his word, and without the assurance of his presence. One other thing that may bear noting is that Courage is not being 
unafraid in difficult situations. It's doing the right thing even if you're afraid. We have a challenge before us as people of God uh, in this difficult time for our society to do the right thing even if it's frightening, to do the right thing even if it's uncomfortable, to do the right thing even if it makes some people mad because God's desire is that his kingdom spread through this world and it's done through his will and through his strength. I hope that these words work to provide some encouragement to you and that you'll uh, take them to heart, you'll reflect on them and allow God to build strength and courage in you. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter.